Welcome back to the Wrong Advice Podcast. I'm your host, John Pachuto, and I'm very excited to have my friend and two-time guest of the year award recipient, Lynette Blanche, with us today. What's going on, dude? <laughs> How are you? Uh, you know, I'm drinking some Starbies, living the dream. You, you went straight in on that, like not even a second after I joined, and you were like, we're doing this. I mean, I believe I was instructed to do so, so... <laughs> I didn't think I had a choice in the matter. <laughs> I think um, it goes without saying that the wrong advice is a pun. Ultimately, I don't think anyone has necessarily the right advice, right? You got to figure out what, what works for you. Um, mm-hmm. I am of the mind that do, I am a big proponent of do as I say and not as I do because I very rarely take my own advice. So, right. All in all, I just think it is a really marketable way of saying that you should download, like, and subscribe to my podcast. <laughs> but wouldn't that be the wrong advice? <laughs> no, that's the right advice. Okay. Yeah. It's hard to know with yeah. that type of title, what I'm supposed to do or not do, John. Pun intended. Um, you know, it's funny. I was talking to Stefan, um, and he said the funniest thing. He's like, I was thinking about, because I was telling him how I think you're just an incredible host in general. Aww. And he said, I was thinking about like alternate names for his show. And you know, the, the old Chia pet commercial. Yeah. He's like, that came to mind. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, that's brilliant. And you know, so Steph is really the remix master. Um, and I'm just the songbird that delivers it. So. Yeah, I'm I'm going to set So, like, I made the intro jingle to my podcast. And I think it's going to be altered <laughs> very soon. Be. It has to be. Ch-ch-ch-chudo. Yeah. I've got... I've so got... You could do the P. Like, it could be a P-ch-ch-chudo. Yeah. But I kind of like the Ch-ch-chudo instead. So. I think that should be, like, my, my cut song, right? Like, when I cut from one scene to another, it should be ch-ch-ch-chudo. Yeah, <laughs> I there fucking you go. love that. How is it's Stefan? Been... Is he is he doing well? He is. Yeah, he's. I feel like he's just always out there creating magic oh, every man. day. So you know, I, I loosely call myself a photographer at times. I I, I do wonder <laughs> what that means. Man, yeah. that guy just doesn't miss. And I'm sure there are a, a myriad of ways in which he does miss, right? I mean, no one's perfect, but when he yeah. is intentionally creating something, I mean, the fucking landscapes that he shot last week were just so dumb. Oh, my God. What the fuck? It blows my mind all the time. Like, I think, um, you know, I, and I said this to you in that text message when you were talking about the, I think it was the, with the Panax shots potentially, and, like, he is constantly pushing himself. Like mm-hmm. every time I see him put something out, it's like different or new, whether it's, you know, models or it's landscape or it's aerial yep. or it's street or it's florals. Like he I has just no boundaries. My mind. Zero. I know. And he does it all so well and so uniquely. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so impressive. He is it's, phenomenal. I mean, to me, one of the truly one of the truly great things about the podcast is that I, ha- I mean, he is like my greatest inspiration from photography perspective. I've followed him on Instagram for years. I've got a multitude of his prints on my walls. And the yeah. fact that like he was on my podcast, like I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say we're friends, but he's like fucking someone that I can call and be like, Hey, can I ask you something? You know what I mean, like that's wild. Like, you know, he's life so is, humble. yeah. It, I mean, he is one of, I, I would say probably my greatest photography inspiration. Bar none. Yeah. He truly is an artist. I think that's like, you know, 
he really is an artist. Like he is creating art every day. Um, it's it's wild. Yeah, he is he is a very special human. Oh my god, to to say the least. It's also like I said, it's immensely frustrating because the guy don't miss, right? Mm. Like it's like I just don't. He has no boundaries in his work, and I think that is ultimately when you get to a place where you can be completely comfortable in your ability to create you can create whatever the fuck you want and it's going to be good i mean yeah it's amazing and i think the only reason why i know who you are is because of him (laughs) you know what i mean like it was a twitter space or something and he was shouting you out about having helped him be onboarded in the nft space and i was like oh i I should follow this person then and then he was like you should have lynette on your podcast and bam that's what happened it's like what a fucking that is the beauty of life in in a nutshell Yeah. yeah, I mean, bringing the world together. Yeah. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. it's very cool. <laughs> so what have you been up to, by the way? Uh, a lot of nothing. Um, you know, I've been immensely slow work-wise, at least paid work-wise. Um, the last, I want to say, month has been a lot of misses. I, I've had opportunities come and go that were supposedly nailed down that, you know, like, and listen, I'm very pragmatic when it comes to this stuff if you are right able to do it cheaper and in-house i totally understand not hiring someone out outside i get it um but yeah i've been slow like the podcast is doing great which i'm super excited about it's it's funny i i have come to the realization that if something breaks for me in my in my quote-unquote career it's going to be my podcast because i have an innate ability to do this well and have conversations with people so it's Thank okay you. if I don't become a famous photographer, but if I make a fuckload of money doing a podcast, I'm okay with that, right? Like, that would you know, be awesome. Ching, ching. Like, bring yeah. it in. <laughs> manifesting. <laughs> totally. Yeah. You've been, like, super active on Twitter these days, or the Twitter space, rather. Yeah, you know, I've, I've, I have been, and it is intentional. Um, you know, I've got probably four or 500 new followers in the last month. I, uh, I'm being very intentional about Whoa. it being the place where I put all my energy. I totally crushed my Instagram account. I dropped down to like 50 posts. Like I spend zero time on Instagram. Right. It's just not well, for me. No, I do think there's definitely something to be said about the engagement that you can see on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's just different than, I mean, I feel like it's also just cause Instagram sort of run its course. Yeah. It's you know, not, it's like, dying. Yeah, it's dying. It's not really that interesting. It's just basically trying to replicate what TikTok's doing, but like not really doing it well. And it's late. Like people will sometimes send me DMs on Instagram and I'm like, thanks. I saw this a week ago. And I don't (laughs) want to say that. Me too. I'm like not going to be that person, but I'm also just kind of like, I saw this a week ago. Yeah. My my two most used apps are TikTok and Twitter. And for that reason, I'm going to take a TikTok video right now. Because if I don't do it, like, you know, I, 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 I've gotten to the point where I'm trying to be really diligent about posting on TikTok and I'm going for this entire week. I'm going to post three times a day and it's going to be dumb bullshit like this, me talking on my podcast with my phone. But I think if I can get out the content, there's an opportunity. You never know what's going to happen. And it's the only platform where the true viralness is possible, right? It's not going to happen on Twitter. It's not going to happen on Instagram. So it can happen on TikTok. It's true, and it does take time, to your point. And the algorithm and TikTok in general does reward consistency. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's, like, uh, a little bit of, like, perseverance that has to happen. I mean, yeah, some people do definitely 
get lucky like their first or second post, but almost everyone that I know who has gone viral or seen success on TikTok has said they just kept posting and posting and posting. And then it's just like one day yep. it happens. And so. that, that is the, that is the mindset that I'm taking into TikTok. And that is the mindset that I'm taking into Twitter and it's working on Twitter so far. TikTok, I really just started two days ago. So I'm going to just be hyper vigilant about it and I'm going to post and I'm going to create and I don't give a fuck what it is. Like, it's a cringe free space. hundred percent. You have the room and safety and permission to be your unadulterated curly haired self. Exactly. Yeah. And you have COVID. So do you have COVID? Can you believe after all this time? And Doesn't I've, it feel like I've icky? So like you went two years and you didn't get it. And you're like, ew, I have COVID now two years later. Yuck. Narrator John here, and approximately one week after this conversation with Lynette, I myself came down with COVID. Yeah, it, I don't know if it feels icky. Um, there's certainly like a rage spoiling within me because it was <laughs> as a result of business travel that was quote unquote required mandatory in-person meeting. Oh god! And then I walked into the room and there were like 15 people on a Zoom and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, why am I here? Yeah, I'm like, why are those people on a screen and I'm here? And then I got COVID and, you know, almost 10 days later, I'm still in the same hotel room at the Viceroy in Chicago. Well, I can think of worse places to have COVID. It's true. And look at the flowers. Yeah. Did his people of, send those to you? <laughs> they did. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to give you metaphorical flowers. I think you're a really cool person and I'm super glad you didn't die of COVID. So, yay. <laughs> it's been a journey, needless yeah. to say. Yeah. Well, you know, you sound fine. So that's good. You're, it's obviously you. stepping in the right direction of, of healing and health. And a couple more days, they'll let you out of there and back yeah. to New York, you'll go. I can't wait. I'm flying back on Friday. I've never been so thrilled to be back in New York. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my second stop on my cross country trip in 2020 was to Chicago. And I shot so much Portra in Chicago and some Cinestill. And uh, I took a million fucking Chicago photos. And I, I love Chicago. My dad was born there. Um, I'm a big Chicago fan. Uh, you know, I went to Cubs games and not during the pandemic, obviously. But, like, you know, I've, I've been to Chicago four or five times in my life. I wow. love Chicago. Chicago is the one city that I think if I ever left New York, New Jersey, uh, is where I would end up. What? Yeah. I love Chicago. Wow. This is this is blowing my mind, <laughs> and no one on the podcast needs to know why. But that yeah. was good. Anyway, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm an LOL kind of guy. I make people chuckle. I think that's why I'm so good at my job, which pays me forty eight dollars to date. Wait, which job? My podcast. I'm. This is my job. Oh, okay. Full time. Well, you're host. so you're a multi hyphenate man. I had to you know I have to clarify. Yeah. No, I know. Uh, master of none would be the exact way to describe me. Fuck Aziz Anzari. I think that is me in a nutshell. That's not true though, because you're doing these things quite well. Master of none. <laughs> <laughs> But I, actually, you know, the, that that quote is not a negative thing. It's like, master of none is still a better than someone who... And it's like... The, the, I'm actually going to look it up because the actual entirety of that quote is good. It's like a positive thing. The master, jack of all trades? Uh, yeah, of none is still a jack of all trades. Master of none quote. Yeah. I do think there's something to be said about... As I described to you, a multi-hyphen A jack person. of all trades is a master of none, but it's oftentimes better than a master of one. And I, yeah. do, I do believe that. I can do a I lot think, of shit. I'm like very multifaceted, hyphenated up the ass. So many hyphens. Oh God, look at this, your Italian hand came out. 
It was for, um, it was for effect. That was supposed to be a hyphen. Talk to me about the cooking and like the posting. It's just so I can get laid. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. So these, okay, this is actually fascinating insight. Yeah. Because little did I know that your Twitter feed is actually just a giant peacock feather. Yeah. I mean, my social media in general is just to elicit DMs from the opposite sex. Yeah. And does it work? No, of course not. Why would it? It's ridiculous. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I uh, I do the the ongoing joke on Twitter that I have is I'm so single and then look at this beautiful thing I made, right? I'm like yeah. so single, but like, you know, what's that new trend that's going on TikTok? He's a 10, but he drives a Volvo or something, so he's a 2. And right. So it's like so mama's boy. That makes me an, a 12. For sure. No way. Of course, he's what's an wrong? A mama's boy is 10 out of 10. So like my thing would be like I th- I think I'm like a 7. So he's a 7, but he's 61. So I'm a 10. It's like so he's a 7, but he cooks. So I'm a 10. That's the joke. That's if people want someone who's 61. I don't want anyone who's 61. That's too tall for me. What? Yeah, I'm not into it. I've never been told that before in my life. No girl was ever I mean, like I wish you were shorter. <laughs> So um, I love how the other day you were doing a really good Q and A on your Twitter space, and thank you. That was side, not, that was not planned, by the way. I thought it was. I was no. like, this is such a great format, and I loved it because you are always the one in the driver's seat with the questions. I wonder if that is due to the fact that it's my podcast. <laughs> oh, for sure. But yeah. that's why I loved it. Is I was like, oh my gosh, finally for a change, we're hearing John talk about himself. It was really interesting, Thanks. and. As you could hear, I was resisting someone trying to change the subject to Web3. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I've I've had enough. I've heard it all. <laughs> okay, so what do you want to ask me? Oh, well, I wasn't prepared to ask you a question. but um, I thought, thought that's where you were going with that. No, but we could. We could actually do a Q&A t- times Web3. Okay. So you've been burning a lot of your collections lately. It's going down. I'm yelling timber. Yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> I mean, Which so yeah, because then we'll remint them as one of ones, and I'm like, yeah, what is happening with John in the world of Web three? I make my decisions. I live with them for 48 to 72 hours, and then I change those decisions in some. All right, so here, I, I'm glad you asked this question because I, I do spend a lot of time thinking about it. Number one, I love the space. Um, I'm bullish on it long term. I think we're in a bear market crypto winter right now it'll last for probably 12 to 18 months and then things will start getting better again so i love it i'm a big fan i think that for the first time in human history it has given artists an opportunity to present their work without having being put into a gallery that is oftentimes exclusive of artists just on a myriad of reasons so i love it Mm -hmm. that being said when i initially came into the space i think i was just like drunk on my own bravado right like i just think i had thought too highly of my work or what i was trying to present to the marketplace so i put out a collection that was 21 pieces of one of one nfts that include the physical negative in the artwork i presented yes. them at extremely extraordinarily high prices and without question they did not sell and i'm not mad about it i don't care so i changed my mind and i burned the collection i started presenting them as a one of ones at a different lesser price on foundation I have sold one at a lesser price on foundation. Mm -hmm. 
I created a collection shortly thereafter titled My Journey to Now, which was basically my 2020 trip across the country, um, which was 40 photographs, uh, one of ones presented at a much more collectible price. And I felt really good about it because I had sold NFTs at that price, uh, at addition price, at one-on-one price. So it felt like I took those 40 photos, I basically diced them up into four 10-photo sections and priced them like these were at 0.05, these were at 0.75, these are at 0.1, and these are at 0.2. So I did that for the collection. Mm-hmm. I sold zero of them, and I, it was in it. It was alive for about three months, and I'm really proud of that project. And I'm really proud of that work, and I'll probably end up turning it into a photo book at some point because the work is good, right? The way I presented it as NFTs, maybe not. I don't know, but at the end well, of the wait, d- let's talk about that for a second. So you said you know you might turn it into a book, but maybe not as NFTs. Why do you feel that way? Like talk. So, so I think that like I took, I don't know, 2000 photos when I was on this trip. Right. So I picked 40 of them to live in this collection. And I think some of those photos are extremely strong. Like the one I just reminted today on foundation is one of my favorite photographs I've ever taken. And I think some of them were weak. Right. So they don't necessarily belong as NFTs, but they could easily make up a page in a photo book. Right. Or a half page or a quarter of a page in a photo book. So for me, what I'm doing now is after I having burned the collection, I'm going to take the ones that I love and remint them as one of ones on foundation because I'm now looking at how I want to present my work in the space as foundation is going to be the place where I mint one of ones, right? OpenSea will be the place where I mint additions. Um, I have one collection there of nine photographs that were initially burned out of my first collection that I can't get rid of because one of them has been collected. Um, mm. Otherwise, I would delete them all and and move on. Um, but I've sold, uh, I think, 10 editions now. And wow. Yeah, 10 editions. I mean, my fucking editions are $28 right now. When I minted them, they were 80 right? So it's like, <laughs> you know. It's really my friends are collecting my editions, and I'm okay with that because I collect theirs, and it's one big circle jerk, but I love it. It's it's nice. <laughs> and I preface all this with, like, I'm not in this space to get rich. I'm not going to be an NFT yeah. photographer where I'm just selling NFTs and making my living, right? I'm very pragmatic about it. I put a specific amount of money in the space, and that's it. Right. It'll just yeah. keep churning. I'm not putting more in, although I do contradict you myself are. constantly. You continue. Yeah. Up. I was going to say, you know, the amount of money you've made versus the amount of money you've spent minting and burning. Well, so OpenSea costs costs nothing to burn, right? So, and nothing to mint. So I've spent nothing when it comes to OpenSea, right? So the only money I've spent is really minting on foundation. It's like fucking $10 every time I want to put something on foundation. It's like, fuck you guys. And then they charge you to fucking settle the auction. It's like, what is going on here? You have to settle the auction though. Yeah, you, you don't. That's correct, right? So I bought an NFT on Foundation for the first time last week, and the seller, the, the photographer, settled the auction, which I was confused about because I settled the other one that I sold on Foundation. So it's just like, why is this even an option? Settle it you yourself, Foundation. Settle, <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. I do agree that that step should be included in the Fees. journey itself. Right. Like they should eliminate that step. It feels very like a dial up internet days where mm-hmm. you have to like listen to the boing boing. Um, I think that should just be like integrated somehow in th- into the purchase process. But if we are going to talk about this, I do think that the purchaser 
should be responsible or that the etiquette should be that the buyer settles the auction. I agree because I had been prepared to with the photo that I collected. Interesting. And you're sure it wasn't you that it actually went through? Hmm. I'm... <laughs> well, now that you say that, no, I'm not sure. Now that you say that, I'm not sure. Um, so I don't know. Very fair point. I am unsure. Such a fun time. It's definitely working through, uh, you know, some of those beginner challenges, yeah. early inception issues. That is um, for sure. Totally. I have personally never purchased anything that I believed would get me rich. Fair. And I just, that was never the game for me. It was always about, well, I think, as I've said before, it was always about like the journey and experimenting and like understanding the world and like staying close to the space, especially as it continues to change and grow and evolve. And I think even in the dip, it's important to stay close to it. But um, I just never thought that I was going to be like rich off a flip, you know, like I didn't see that being my story. So I feel like I'm not disappointed because that wasn't an expectation that I ever set for myself. Because I think at the end of the day, that's ultimately the best part about this space is I've met so many cool people, made so many amazing friendships. And that to me is 10 out of 10 amazing. And that's much, much, much more important than whether I sell a piece for one ETH. Truly. It makes me so happy to hear you say that. And I was thinking this the other night because I feel like the first time we spoke, you were in a dark place with the NFT community. Yeah, because I was bummed. Like I was, so I'll give you where my context was and what was this, like 12 days ago? No, I'm just kidding. You know, like, I don't know. It feels like it was 12 days ago, but I remember being like, I want to stop you and like encourage you to not give up on the space. So here, and let me give you my my brutal honest truth of what my, my initial onboarding into the space was. I have been a diligent Twitter user for years. Twitter is my platform. I saw people come into the space who had never tweeted before. They have an account from 2022 and they've, they're getting tens of thousands of Twitter followers in five minutes. And it's like a carryover from Instagram and a carryover from Facebook and stuff. And I was like, man, I've been, this is my place. Like I've been here forever and I'm not getting that kind of growth. And that number one pissed me off because I was like, this is my place. Like this is my, my joint. And right. two, I came up with what something that I thought was an incredibly unique and different way to present myself in the space. And I felt like no one else was doing that. And it was a really cool, unique opportunity to like present myself as a whole unique artist in the space. And it flopped and pissed me off. And I think that's okay. Like, I think the, the best part about it is being able to admit that I was totally disenfranchised and put off immediately because I felt like, unfairly so I felt like the face failed failed me versus I failed in the space and I think through context and through learning and through like the last few months I learned that I failed in the space the space had nothing to do with failing me right so you've come full circle full circle that's why I'm burning it all to the ground (laughs) (laughs) and now you are just hosting like the best podcast Twitter spaces about yeah. strip clubs and porn. Strip clubs, porn, virginity lost <laughs> and gained. Um, yeah. And Web3. <laughs> and Web3, of course. Yeah, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, I don't really give a shit about Web3. I'm, like, I hope that people didn't lose every dollar that they had uh, in the space. Like, I've been a very pragmatic 
uh, person in a space. If you're trying to be a full-time NFT photographer, you better have the best fucking work on the planet and hundreds of thousands of followers across multiple platforms. Otherwise, you can't do it. And if you are trying to do that, you need to be hyper vigilant about what you do with your money in the space because, again, we've seen in a two-week period a 70% decline in the price of ETH. So if you're not smart about how you facilitate your money in the space, you can get fucking wiped out. And I think, yeah, I true. think honestly, because we're so early in the space, it's a great opportunity for people to learn an incredibly valuable lesson. This shit doesn't always go up. This is not like yeah. party in the fucking sky. It's, it's, I thought you were going to say USA and have a Miley Cyrus moment. For it's a, a party in the USA. <laughs> I said, Hey, I got really excited there for a second. It's my jam. Um, you know, it's funny. Um, you were just saying something. Oh shit! What was I? What, what did you say that made me think of something? Um, fuck! What was I just gonna say? It's gone. This is COVID brain. My COVID brain is so bad. It's gone. It's completely gone. Womp womp. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, man, but it was such a good... It was going to be good. It couldn't have been that good. Because I don't remember it? Yep. You know, I had a teacher that used to say that all the time, and I disagree. I often think that we as human beings think everything that we have to say is super important, so we think that... That's just you, John. (laughs) I mean, it is fact. (laughs) Yeah, Stefan, if you listen to this, I am definitely turning that into my cut song. (laughs) Um... Do you consciously think about your work in any way where you're judgmental on it? We've talked about this before. I know, but I'm bringing it up now because I, I, I'm bringing it up because I sent you a photo I took last night and you didn't want to tell me if you thought it was good or not. Um, I'm very aware of my shortcomings. Mm-hmm. And that's because you're 5'2 or because why? <laughs> it's because I am a very short person. <laughs> um. But I think as a person, I've be, I'm surrounded by um, creative and artwork all the time, as I've said before. Mm-hmm. So, And I've worked for many years with a creative director who was just incredibly talented. And I spent years and years and years listening to him feedback on creative work. So I think I'm constantly aware of what's good, quote unquote, and not good, or at least my personal preference for something that i like or don't like mm-hmm. um it's obviously good as subjective but um extremely subjective so, so that being the case what did you think about my photo last night i thought hold on let me pull it up because <laughs> to be fair i didn't spend a lot of time looking at it because no, i know you you were busy i i wasn't busy i was laying in bed watching a really bad like coming of age show on um <laughs> freeform <laughs> No, uh, I do have one bone to pick with you, and it has nothing to do with what you thought about my photo. It is entirely due to the fact that you don't put work out ever. Yes, I do. Mm, bullshit. <laughs> what do you mean by put work out? Like you don't post a lot on Instagram, you don't post a lot on Twitter, and you don't share a lot of work. I.e., you don't put out a lot of work. <laughs> I'm not saying you don't well, make work. I'm just saying you don't put anything out. It's true. I I mean, I guess on Twitter, because I haven't really shared a lot of work, I could like repost stuff like old work from Insta. Um, I'm also just kind of like annoyed with like street photography space in general right now. Because why? 
I just I'm like over it. I feel like there's such a fatigue yeah, that I have. That's easy to feel. And there's like a I think I may have used the expression sea of sameness. Mm, I like that. Um, but it's like I see a lot of like the same stuff and I don't know, it's just kind of like over it. And I think I personally needed like a palette cleanser for myself. Mm-hmm. And you know, even when I'm out shooting street photography, I'm constantly taking photos of like and, you know, people who shoot with me will know this. I'll stop them all the time. And I'm like, hold on a second. And it's like a crack on the street or a swipe of paint or like really weird random shit that isn't really a street photography. But I mean, I guess technically it is because sure. it's the street. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think like I just wanted to kind of focus more on like stuff that didn't have humans in it for a little while. I like that. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. It's so true. It's so, so true. And I shoot my shot a lot. (laughs) You do? Always. Oh, interesting. Life is short. It is. So I was talking with a a photographer friend of mine about how I've recently been going through my archives and I've been spending a lot of time going through my old work and like sort of filtering it into buckets, right? So like I've I've found a lot of common themes in my work over the last couple of years and they boil into couples and solitary figures alone in space and like an, uh, like a bunch of different things that I've sort of started compiling photographs into buckets for. And I've started to notice that like I can draw a direct line to like where I was in my life and why those were the things that I was shooting. And ultimately, I like if I like I'm going to try to put together a photo project that is of couples and a photo project that is together of like individuals and solace or whatever. Right. But like if I went out with the intent to create photos for a particular project, I don't know that I could do that. Like, I think it would become too forced. Right. All of these instances are things that just sort of happened upon me. And I I was subconsciously creating them that way. Hmm. I don't know if I believe that. Interesting. Okay. Haven't you ever listened, not to keep bringing him up, but like, haven't you ever heard Stefan talk about his point of departure? Yes, but I I don't know that that works for me. Well, I don't think it's necessarily, it doesn't mean that you can't shoot anything else but that. Mm -hmm. But I think it gives you a point of focus. And I don't know, like maybe there's other things that'll pop up along the way that you can still capture. But it's a, a little bit more of a like linear uh i don't know my process yeah my thing is like when i go out to the street i'm totally devoid of any thought process and it's me my camera my music i always listen to music when i shoot and whatever i see unfolds i shoot and to me like if i went out with the conscious conscious thought of creating a couple's photo or an individual photo I would be trying too hard and I don't I don't like that method. Like to me I want to create as the moments unfold before me versus me being you know focused on trying to make something happen. It's interesting to hear you say that you want to capture the moments as they unfold before you but you're listening to music. Always. Because oftentimes you can hear a moment before you see it. I it, to me, it's like a dance. Like I, I'm like dancing around the city, and I, I, I like I am the character, and I am just showing what I'm experiencing with my camera. Like it's me, right? Like it's yeah. You are the main character of your life. Fuck yeah, I'm the main character of everybody's life. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I think, uh, yeah, no, I like to be able to hear the street. I think that's part of the experience. No, I'm I'm exactly the opposite, which is funny. Wow. I can't shoot if I'm not listening to music. 
Like I need, what? I need the distraction. My, my fucking ADHD brain needs to be fragmented in a million pieces to like find that quiet. It's so weird. It's it like I need chaos to be able to like flourish. Right. I'm just like doing hand gestures that the people on the listening won't hear. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that is so interesting. Yeah, I think I used to do that originally when I first um, would walk, and it was like I was using my cell phone, so it wasn't really like it, I guess maybe it didn't count. But um, thank you. But I once it changed for me, and it was a much more uh, like active process mm-hmm. where I was like I'm making something and trying to be more mindful of what I'm creating. I felt like I needed to hear what was happening around me. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm just saying it doesn't work for me, and I think totally. that's cool. Yeah, to, to each cool. their own. Totally, I hundred percent agree. Ch 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 chudoisms. Ch 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 chudo. Okay, ten minute warning. Um, rapid okay. question Q and A. You to oh, me. No, 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 no. You not to me. Again. You to me. You to no. me. You ask me? me. You ask me. Oh, I don't know. You're the Q and A boss. You're like this. That was so fun. You're in charge. Ten minute warning. I'm really bad at rapid fire questions. Ch 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 chudo. We also never talked about my feedback to your photo. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Um, it's what do I want to ask? Beautiful, I'm obsessed you. with it. If you were going to have dinner with any celebrity, alive or dead, who would you have dinner with? <sighs> alive or dead. <laughs> alive or dead. I think Or dead, like a notable uh, figure. Alive would be John Mayer. I'm wildly um, inspired by him as an artist. Um, I think his growth as a human being has been pretty refreshing to see. You know, as an unabashed narcissist in his 20s to, you know, this really nice wonderful human being he's sort of became in his 40s um I'm, i love his work I, I love that he loves watches i'm a big watch guy um yeah john mayer if john if you're listening to this i would love to have you on the podcast i would love to be your tour photographer let's do it <laughs> um but that was alive oh dead um you want i mean you don't have to have a dead person <laughs> it'd be difficult to have a dead person on the podcast but yeah um <laughs> You don't have to answer that. No, I want to. Um, my grandfather, he died before I was born. I, I think that would be really cool to have a chat with him. He was like such a fucking, wild, like, was some captain or something in the in World War II, was friends with Joe DiMaggio, Frank Sinatra. Just like his life must have been wild. Whoa. He died very young in his 40s of a heart attack. And uh, yeah, my grandpa. I never met him. Would be cool. What's one thing people don't know about you that... People would be surprised to know. Um, yeah, I th- that you know, I'm on the dating apps here and there, uh, you know, in the intermittent times in which I'm single, and I get that question a lot. What's something about you that nobody knows? It's an incredibly difficult question for me because I live such a open and vulnerable life. I think to some degrees, I don't have secrets, right? Like I post unabashedly myself on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, and I, I don't really keep anything from the world. I don't believe in living your life that way. I, like I am who I am. You know, I'm doxxed. I'm John Pachuto. Like I'm me for my faults and me for my traits. And like I am who I am. So I don't I don't really have anything that people don't know. Like I am. Yeah. I didn't know that you were a swimmer. Yeah, back in the breaststroke, back in the day. Yeah. I mean, dude, I played every sport growing up. I was like the most athletic fucking kid. Like I played 
football, baseball, lacrosse, basketball, wrestling, swimming. Like I did it all. Like when you're a kid, you just like do all the things. So like in the summer, I would swim and in the fall, I'd play football. And then in the winter, I'd play basketball and do wrestling. And then in the spring, I would play baseball and lacrosse. That's what I Hmm. did. Interesting. Yeah. I did all the things. Yeah, that is. Hmm. I didn't know about the breaststroke, but. It was my best stroke was the breaststroke. And it sounds like such a fucking line, but like I sucked at backstroke. I sucked at butterfly and I was okay at freestyle, but I just had a real knack for, for the breaststroke. I think because the opening, you know, part of the race is, I think you're allowed two or three underwater strokes when you first dive in. And I used to get such a big lead off of the diving board and in those initial strokes that the rest of the race was pretty easy. Um, and I just had a knack for that opening bit that I was good at it. Yeah. Hmm. That being said, I quit swimming in like seventh grade, right? Seventh or eighth grade, whenever, you know, before high school, I never swam in high school. Oh, you made it seem like it was like a, maybe you didn't, maybe I, I assumed that it was like a later in life. I said it was a, a grammar school relay team that I was on, but yeah, it was sixth grade. I remember it vividly. Interesting. Yeah. We were gangsters and our little blue and white speedos <laughs> true story uh, have you ever been arrested uh i've been cuffed uh never booked true story <laughs> wait what were you arrested for cuffed not for? arrested but i was cuffed twice i was in college um i was drunk leaving a bar and i saw this guy hit his girlfriend so i ran across the street and i beat the oh. shit out of him and i got arrested in air quotes i got put in the back of the car and then when onlookers told the police what happened they let me go hmm. well you defended someone which i appreciate yeah thanks i like you beating people up who deserve it i'm cool with that yeah totally violence is always the answer always <laughs> fact Pachudo. um okay covid brain is let's go with photo critique no i don't want there to be like a live photo critique on your podcast (laughs) okay or not i love that this woman must be telling because she's wearing that little yeah the horn the horn do you have the horn no i have i have one it's gold i don't wear gold i wear silver so i have one but it's gold i don't like gold totally well at some point you'll have to turn into like a true gold-wearing Italian man. Hundred percent. I've I've already picked out the little driver's cap that I'll be buying to wear around when I inevitably lose my hair. But you know, for now it's just curly. Chachachachudo. <laughs> Don Don Juan Pachudo. John Don Juan. <laughs> Where do you want to be a year from now today? Not in a vice or Chicago. Where do I want to be a year from now? Um, in a house that you own. Not that I own yet. Maybe. I mean, if it happens in a year, that's great. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be in a house outside of the city. I don't know where. You want we'll babies? Do not want babies. Nice. Yeah, me neither. No children for me. Nice. I agree. Mm. Okay. Let's manifest that. We can make that happen. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm I'm a firm believer. I've manifested almost everything in my life to this date. So now I just need to manifest that times you know, four to $600,000 extra. And like, we're good. You know, we Gucci. Yeah. Which by the way, is not that much. You can do that. You've got it in you. I think so. Yeah. 
I know so. Probably I've seen you out there on that Twitter space. I think within the next two weeks, I'll have like at least half of that, like 200K. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, Lynette, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on today. Obviously, you know, I love you very much as a human being. And you're so, it's been such a treat and a joy to become friends with you over, I don't know, whether it's been years or weeks or months at this point. Um, but I appreciate you tremendously as the human that you are. And I'm very thankful for your friendship. Right back at you, John. Right back at you. And thank you for having me on. And thank you for, um, what's the word? See, my, I really do think COVID brain is a thing. It is a thing. Entertaining me? You're welcome. Not that, though. Oh. Um, keeping, you, not, keeping you occupied? All that out. Um, no, I just think, like, I appreciate you um, being open to having a more open and like loosely formatted podcast situation with me. I was actually inspired by your Twitter space. It was a Q&A and I was intrigued by some of your answers, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And I thought this is something fun that we should just do. And I'm glad that you were down for it. I'm always down. I am down to clown always. And we'll down do it again clown. in six months. Down to curly hair clown. Down to curly hair clown, uh, AKA why I'm wearing a hat. Um, but thanks so much for coming on Lynette and take care. Thanks, John. Bye.